All right, so you know we've got a midweek shuffle here with Tyler Aki. We're going to go over some of the games that happened on Wednesday, most of them. We're going to talk about the ACC Women's Tournament. We're also going to talk a little bit about Coach K. Final game here on Saturday at Cameron. Will it be everything people are hyping it up to be and more? Let's discuss. Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. No need to see my name twice here if you're watching on YouTube. But we are lucky to have Tyler Aki of Locked on Syracuse joining us on today's episode. We are going to talk about some men's basketball, some women's basketball, and then Coach K, of course, because Farrell tour, we would be remiss if we didn't mention him 100 times over. But Tyler, I hope you're having a good start to your week. It has been quite the week so far. I mean, we've had a couple <laughs> of good games already in the ACC. Really, just good college basketball everywhere, yeah. whether yeah. it's the ACC, whether it's some conference tournaments starting up, whether it's some other regular seasons coming to a close. It's it's the spirit of March. Good basketball that's on. So, yeah, it's been a, I think this is a good tune up for what's about to happen with the tournament. Do you think it's going to be spicy from the men's standpoint? Yeah, I do. I, I think there's going to be. Well, I mean, it is every year. I think it goes sort of without saying, but I think this year, I'm not going to say it's going to be particular, but I think it's going to live up to what we've seen the past, however many years of NCAA tournaments we've been doing, (laughs) like 50 plus years of NCAA tournaments. Yeah, no doubt. So we saw Duke take care of business this past week by beating Pittsburgh, and now they are the official outright champions thanks to the loss by Notre Dame, which I'm like, guys, you had one job, but it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) So since 2006, the Blue Devils have not been regular season ACC champs, so they can wear that title, among the other things that they are trying to capture for this season. But going over some of these Wednesday games here, well, let me start. Duke winning ACC regular season championships, we knew that was coming, right? There's no surprise there, Tyler. Right. The way that the season had played out so far, it got to a point. Now, I will say this. I think it ended, regardless of what happens on Saturday, I think it ended a little bit closer than everyone else thought it would. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I doubt it, it, the final margin is going to be three games. I'd imagine Notre Dame takes care of business on Saturday. But if you're looking at a, a two-one game disparity between the top and, and the next team in the ACC, I I was expecting with the way Duke was lined up, the skill that they have, and really the lack thereof across the conference, I thought this was going to be a four or five game disparity. I know yeah. that it's very rare to see something like that in a power conference especially, but with the way that Duke was playing and the rest of the conference wasn't, it got concerning for me early on. And I think this is more a testament to what the rest of the conference did to sort of rally and find a way as opposed to Duke maybe underperforming a little bit. At the end of the day, Duke's going to have 16 or 17 regular season ACC victories. Mm -hmm. It's a hell of a season. And I think that when you look at what the the second place, the the runner-up is going to have, somewhere in the neighborhood of of 15 victories. That's a Mm -hmm. hell of a season too. And I think that's a lot better. Now, according to my preseason expectations I, I guess that's a little around where i'd expect it to be but mm-hmm. according to where everything sort of shook out at the end of it i think it's it's a little bit better than i thought it would be yeah and you know i think it's also a nod to duke giving them a lot of credit because they forced a lot of teams in our conference to step up 
and play really big games. The fact that they even were close, Clemson got close to the Blue Devils at Cameron. And the fact that we saw the huge upset with Virginia, I think it was just such a testament to how all the teams were like, listen, our best bet in getting into the NCAA tournament is beating the squad here. And Duke certainly struggled at home and they may struggle on Saturday, but they were definitely the villains on the road. They thrived off of thrashing people (laughs) in their respective arenas. So it just, it was great to see how they took on the character of villain was able to succeed even in some tough times and i think they'll carry that through as they enter the tournament and again that that target on the back is is gonna not just be an acc tournament thing it's gonna be an ncaa tournament thing because who doesn't want to be the team that knocks coach k out in his final season like that's gonna persist but you're right i mean this acc tournament it's this could be someone's meal ticket to Mm -hmm. to getting into the ncaa tournament because who knows how many ACC teams are are feeling good about their position with selection Sunday about a week and a half away. Like there's certainly some that, I mean, if you get down to as soon as fifth, like does wake forest feel like they're firmly in the field? Probably not right now. I mean, there's still a lot that needs to be sorted out. (laughs) Absolutely. So let's go over some of these Wednesday games people are feeling a little bit good or maybe on ice about where their position is in the NCAA tournament. Clemson and Georgia Tech, clearly a game that, you know, doesn't mean much, but nothing but pride. 68-65 victory for the Tigers. But that Notre Dame-Florida State game, 74-70, I felt like Notre Dame just don't don't squat the bed. Like, you needed this one. This is the one yeah. where you were supposed to just, all right, here's a gimme. Florida State's beaten up, downtrodden. This is not their year. You have to win these. Right. These were the, I mean, you've got a beaten up, like you said, Florida state team who, I mean, this is not acceptable. If you're Notre Dame, like this is a game you had to have and not from a, Oh, we need it. Well, well, maybe it is actually more so than now that I think about it. Like this is a sort of a game you had to have to get into the NCAA tournament. Like we live in a world where the second best team in the ACC might not get in, but the third, fourth, or fifth might. I think that we sort of do live in that world right now. Do I think Notre Dame ultimately gets in? I think they should be given it because going 14 and five, potentially 15 and five in a power conference is nothing to scoff at in my eyes, no matter how bad the conference is. Um, But when you look at some of the stumbles down the stretch, I mean, they weren't great against Syracuse. They, they cough it up against Florida state after they held a lead in the first half. Like, you, you fell apart in the second mm-hmm. half of this game. And, and mm-hmm. that's something that just, I don't know. I don't know what the, this is what worries me about the NCAA tournament. <laughs> yeah. it, are we going to see it be Duke be the only one carrying the mantle for the ACC, which is, I mean, again, I'm not expecting anyone to be some sort of Cinderella team. I don't think there's a lot sure. of Cinderella potential out of the ACC, I, I do think it's sort of Duke that is going to be carrying the torch for the entire conference. But you'd like to see a couple teams at least get to that second round or, yeah. or one other team get to that second weekend, I, I think would be <laughs> nice too. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. And I mean, it would be nothing new for Duke to have to carry the crown for the conference this season. But I mean, if we're going to have people there, let's like make us up, ourselves known. But I see first round exits. If we have, let's say, five teams get in, I do see some of these teams that are going to get caught slipping straight out the gate. Can't, can't even hold you there on that. One. Right. Cause look at it. You might have two teams in the first four, even. Yeah. Like when you, you're talking about, <laughs> okay, if you feel, let's say you feel good about the first four getting in, let's say you feel good about Duke, Notre Dame, Carolina, Miami. Yeah. 
all right, like those teams are Duke's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of a one or two seed. And then you've got Notre Dame, North Carolina, Miami, like you're talking 12 seeds. You're talking 11 seeds. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's maybe firmly a 10 seed out of that bunch. I don't know yeah. if you feel any differently about no, that, but I a hundred percent agree. And when you talk about Carolina having to play a team better than them, mm, it's been tough all year. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little shaky. Yep. <laughs> Notre Dame, same way. They can't even beat teams that they're supposed to beat. So, you know, it's hard to have confidence and you can make a case for why everyone's going to have a first round exit besides Duke and even Duke, they can get caught right. night. <laughs> yeah. That's they they the really could our conference this year. Right. So there's mm-hmm. that. But speaking on a couple more games here, I want to mention the Wake Forest and the NC State game and the Miami Boston College game. But first, as you know, Tyler mentioned, March Madness is here. But more importantly, Selection Sunday is right around the corner. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets. Are you going for the usual? Or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework and here. We are running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor and Pick X. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel for your picks, all stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout and ten for $10 off your custom pool. Again, that's runyourpool.com slash locked on. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. We're rocking and rolling here with Tyler Aki of Locked On Syracuse, and we are talking about some Wednesday matchups that we saw go down and how great or maybe bad some of our teams are heading into the final parts of the season. North Carolina State took on Wake Forest. The Demon Deacons held their own second half. We saw Londez Williams and company kind of take over with the 101-76 victory, and it has been mentioned that NC State's uh, AD Boo Corrigan has given the vote of Coach Heath, so he will be back next season. So, wow, put that to rest. Whoever was worried about that. And for me, it's kind of like, okay, let's just get to the end. For NC State before Wake Forest, you had to win. When it was close, when it was like 41-40, you're starting to get a little nervous. you got to put these away, and I'm glad that they were able to do that. And Wake, again, this is the part of the season two where you see who's checked in, who's not. And I'm not yeah. saying necessarily that NC State is checked out per se, but you can see what teams are maybe out of it at the end by the fact that, oh, we're, we're playing guys a little bit deeper into our bench than mm-hmm. we're used to. These guys have had it rough all season long. I mean, NC State got punched in the mouth when their best player was – or <laughs> yeah. who was supposed to be their best player was done for the season right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And th- that wears on a team. And we're in the – not the dog days, but we're in that final stretch where it's like there's the light at the end of the tunnel. Just yeah. get me out of here. <laughs> And I think NC State's one of those teams who cannot wait to be in into that that light at the end of the tunnel right now. Yeah. Whereas Wake Forest, they see the second half as an opportunity. I mean, 60 points and a half of college basketball. You're talking about a three every minute there. And, and <laughs> Wake Forest, this is a this is how you need to play if you're Wake mm-hmm. Forest. Like mm-hmm. you need to go out there and just go. I mean, you look at the the scoring disparity uh, uh, amongst the the players in this game for Wake Forest. You've got Williamson. He's got 28. Alondas Williams has 17. And then Walton's got 20. I mean, you got three players giving you 17 plus on your home floor. 
it's taking care of business. And that's basically yeah. what Wake Forest needs to do through the end of this regular season plus the ACC tournament. You put yourself in a nice, comfortable spot, I think, Selection Sunday. Yeah, and you know, I've been going so hard in the paint for Alondis Williams to be player of the year. And if they had lost to NC State last night, I would have had to renege and I would have been upset because I would have had to take it back. Because as the leader of this team, there have been moments where you've gone missing, but I think overall consistently you've been the star for you know not only the conference, but especially for the Demon Deacons. And so I was glad to see him kind of turn it around in that second half and really deliver the ACC player of the year type performance that I've you know been expecting and need from him every time I go to, go to war for him on these uh, here podcasting streets. <laughs> right. And, and, and that's coming from a Carolina girl. Too. Okay, like, I know. That, and I'm, I'm sitting is... here like, Armando Baycott, no, I just can't. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> I want to, but I cannot. I just, Here's my no. thing, and I, this is coming from what I saw. And again, I've, I haven't just watched Syracuse play against yeah. Carolina. I've watched a, a good amount of Baycott this year, but everything feels quiet with him. Mm-hmm. It got to a point on Monday, I was getting set to, to tweet out, really like the way Syracuse has contained Armando Baycott. And then I looked, and it was like, what he's got 13 and 11 right now or something like that i was like really he does and it's just right. he quietly goes about his business i'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing right but when you're the the conference's leading rebounder you're a focal point of every single scouting report you do damage in a very critical part of the game and that is offensive rebounding you, you got to give it some thought i, I think mm-hmm. baycott is still mine but i Again, I'm not overly wowed by any of the candidates out there either. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the thing about Baycott is I would feel more confident going to war for you if I saw the way you went to war against better opponents. Right. Like when you feel like you can beat Aluma, sure, from Virginia Tech, you're going to be like, yeah, I could take him all day. Sure, fine, whatever. He's a scrub in your eyes. But when you go up against some you know, dogs from Purdue, you go some, some guys from Tennessee, why don't we have the same energy? You got to keep that same energy yeah. and be the leader of the team. And that's all I need from you every single time. But like it I makes just, you wonder, yeah. is he just a product of a bad ACC? Right exactly, now? exactly. You know, and then you can talk about Paolo Bencaro and how he's going to be in the conversation. But I'm like, for why? He's not even the best player on his team, I would argue. You know, yeah. but that's just me. I think on paper, sure. I think you know, if you talk about drafts and how he just has you know explosive all sure. When we talk about the season, I feel like you know, Mark. I would give it to Mark Williams over him in terms I'm of with being. You. I mean, the he's been dominant player. Yeah. You want to talk about a guy who's wrecked game plans for opposing <laughs> coaches this year, Mark Williams. And I don't know, yeah. listen, he's probably not going to win player of the year. I think he's an right. all ACC first teamer. Um, yeah. And just the way that he sort of is that imposing force in the middle in a conference that really has lacked dominant bigs. Mm-hmm. Mark Williams has been the guy exactly. and he's worked himself into that mid first round, maybe twenties, early twenties conversation like there's a spot in the nba for mark williams i know he doesn't do the things that you ask of modern big men when he's talking about step back and Mm -hmm. and shoot it a little bit but Mm -hmm. you're not going to find many better players protecting the rim and going up and grabbing boards 100 he can do things that contribute to winning and i think he's a big reason why duke can make a push towards a title like sure i don't mark williams cannot be the best player on an NCAA championship team, but he's a player that can be on an NCAA championship team. And when you've got some star power to go along with that, it, it works. 
100%. If he is fired from all cylinders, if AJ Griffin's fired from all cylinders, and Wendell Moore just figures out how to like you know do enough, <laughs> I think Duke is definitely an unstoppable team. Last game to touch here, Miami-Boston College. Miami taking care of business, beating Boston College 81-70. to Miami, again, another team doing what they have to do. Not you know too fancy of a game. You knew you were come, supposed to come away with the W, and I'm fine with that. Just do what you have to do, mm-hmm. so we don't have to just talk about Duke being an NCAA tournament. That's all I ask. Like, right. I just this, don't want to have one team. And then it, it gets down to what I like to say a lot with some of your non-conference opponents, some of the lower rungs of the ACC, your BCs, your Pits, all that stuff. Just leave no doubt for 40 minutes. Yeah. That's what Miami did in this game. <laughs> Left no doubt for 40 minutes. You yeah. earn yourself the double buy as a result of it. You get a stellar performance from Isaiah Wong. I mean, I'm not saying you got to go out there and win the game by 30, um, but like just get the job done on the yeah. road, you know, pretty shooter friendly area as well. And you go out there and shoot 47% from three. Like, absolutely. Just that, that gets the job done. <laughs> no doubt about that. Let's touch base with some of the women's games here as we're reporting live and direct. Want to make sure that we mention, though, if you are ready to get in any of the betting action going into this weekend or for March Madness, what a better way to do that than with Bet Online? It remains your number one spot for all the sports sports podcasts and news this season. Not just basketball, betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online is simply where the game starts. So we're talking here with Tyler Aki of Locked on Syracuse. And of course, the women's tournament is underway. We know that Virginia Tech's AC Player of the Year, Miss Elizabeth Kitley, led them to a victory over Clemson 82 to 60. As we're talking right now on this show, Florida State is beating up on Boston College. And then you'll see Duke and Miami play tonight and Georgia Tech in Wake Forest. Forest. Sorry, Syracuse women got out of it. You know, it is what it is. You know, we just, we just That's tried. That's a rough these. season. Like, <laughs> you literally had every single player, I think, except maybe one, yeah. transfer out. And yeah. your, your coach gets fired with cause mm-hmm. as well. And you're bringing in an assistant coach in Von Reed. Yeah. It, not easy. Right. Not easy to, to tackle something like that. This definitely needed to be a fresh air season. And maybe mm-hmm. you know, as we look towards the future, there can be just new energy and new vibes for the Syracuse Orange. But we look towards the weekend and we know that you know the teams that got the double by North Carolina, NC State, Louisville, and Notre Dame will make their debuts on Friday. And I just feel like of all those four teams, do you feel good about one? And do you feel like there's any women's team that's just unstoppable at this point? I mean, it's tough to look away from teams like NC State and Louisville. The the double by to me in any of these conference tournaments, men's, women's is so critical Mm -hmm. because not just from a rest standpoint, I mean, you're getting into the dog days of, of the season where you're just some, I mean, you see some of these fourth quarters and you see (laughs) that are offensive wrecks yeah, because it's just so hard to go up against some of these defenses at this stage in the season. But the double buy isn't important just from a rest standpoint. For me, it's also, important from a situate yourself, get in a routine. You've been on the grounds for a day or two. Maybe you went and watched a couple games earlier on in the week as well. I think all of that stuff to kind of get you in a routine when you're out of rhythm, when you're on the road, the teams that can find routine on the road Mm -hmm. are ones that perform extremely well this time of year because everyone's sort of out of your element when you're in a neutral site like this. Right. And if you can get if you can find your routine 
and, and kind of get yourself, make it, make you feel at home per se, mm-hmm. you're going to put yourself in a good situation. Yeah, that's a good point that you make there. I also feel like just the veteran leadership is going to aid teams like Louisville and NC State, Notre Dame, who's coming into you know their matchup with a lot of young of young core, might have a little bit of trouble with the routine part. They've never done this before. They're just coming in trying to find their vibe and their groove might struggle. North Carolina, you were head get, coach too, exactly. North Carolina, who can get caught slipping like. To me, having to play a Virginia Tech straight out tomorrow at 11 is going to be like, okay, you're here. You know you're supposed to get this by You know you're supposed to be this great team. But on paper, it says one thing, I need you to deliver. So I think they can get caught slipping as well just because they have still have Deja Kelly who's what, like a sophomore, Kennedy Todd Williams who's sophomore. They still got young girls who are trying to figure things out. So I think it's really important, like you said, just to have that focus and dialed in that you're playing. You're here for ball. Do what you got to do. And the time as yeah. well it is always odd. I mean, yeah. the body clock is not used to going out there and playing in front of a crowd at 11 a.m. Right. It's another thing that that's always <laughs> weird this time of year is yeah. you, you wake up, you, you get your breakfast, and then boom, before you know it, there's there's power conference basketball on yep. before you know it. And, <laughs> and that, that's the exciting part of this year, but it's also – creates some of the, the craziness as yeah. well of, of yeah. this time of year too. Absolutely. Who can feed off that energy? So that is what we have here for you today. And of course, tomorrow we will talk more through with Drizzy Drake. I was going to call him Tyler Aki again, but that's fine. It's not the right person. Drizzy Drake will be here tomorrow to get you prepped for Saturday. Clearly the biggest matchup will be Saturday will be Carolina versus Duke. And I know you're sad about coach K leaving, but you know, overall, do you think the pomp and circumstance of what will be on Saturday be too much for the Blue Devils, do you think it's going to be a little overwhelming and they're going to try and deliver too much against Tar Heels? And will the Tar – two questions for you, sorry. Will the Tar Heels be that team if they're able to take down the Blue Devils on Coach K's last game at Cameron? I think that the Duke players probably cannot wait for this to be over. <laughs> I, I, I really, like, yeah. think of the burden that they have had to carry all season yeah. long. And then there's, Every like, the, there's the J.J. Reddick podcast that came out, too. I don't know if you saw this mm-hmm. from a couple days ago with Jason Tatum, where it's, like, yep. Coach K's, like, I hate all your bleeping faces. Like, like first of all, what does that even mean? <laughs> Second of all, why is that necessary in the middle of a game uh, I think yeah. they're ready. Like they, I hope they, they don't get their uniforms taken away if they lose, though. Right, they, you're gonna have Pull 80 alumni. Bags, right? Yeah, <laughs> 80 alumni who are gonna be there. Like God, they all can't fit into the locker room because of right. things go wrong. I saw but- all 200 plus <laughs> players that have played for Coach K have been invited yeah. to to uh, Saturday's game, which is awesome. I think that's right. awesome. But yeah, it's it, Tiny I would, overwhelming. I would love. <laughs> For Carolina to to do it, like, yeah, I and I think I'm in the majority too <laughs> on that front. Like, but a lot Saturday of people are saying insufferable for a yeah, lot of people. That's true. A lot of a lot of montage videos, but a lot of people were saying if Carolina beats this Duke team at Cameron for Coach K's last game, they get invited back forever. It's almost like winning a national championship because you get to say you're the squad who. Yeah you know, ruined, ruined the last day. I mean, that's, I think that's the best part of it. You're the but ultimate the same time, spoiler of college yeah, basketball. Absolutely. You're the ultimate spoiler. Because everyone wants a Cinderella story. Everyone wants a dream come true. But I also ask, cause we're here now. 
you know, if Duke happens to lose this game, how hungry would these guys be and on a mission to win the whole kit and caboodle and win the national championship? I don't think this game is necessarily going to to amp anything up. Yeah, you've already got the regular season ACC in the bag. You've got the ACC tournament on the horizon. I think they'll cash in an ACC tournament in exchange for losing this game. Like I think okay. that they would take that trade. Okay. Okay. Like you hang a banner, you, you feel good about that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Well, listen, I'm, I'm excited for, it. I'm not nervous. I could care one way or the other because I just, I've had to learn to stop caring about uh, Carolina Duke games. Cause it's just, it's bad for the <laughs> anybody who, who does it. I just want everyone to show up. I think if we have a really good game, I'll be fine either way, how it goes. But if it's a blowout one way or the other, I'm like, man, this is, we hyped this up for this. Like, don't, yeah. don't disappoint the fans. I think it'll be close. Like, everyone, I yeah. know a lot of people may be on edge after the last game between the two teams where yeah. Duke ran them out of the gym on their home floor. But <laughs> I, I do think this one's going to be closer mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Man. Okay. Heart attack waiting to happen. Can't wait to talk. <laughs> I'm actually going to be talking to Locked on Tar Heels host Isaac Shade on Friday. So we'll drop that for you guys for a Saturday sneak pre or preview. Okay, and to make sure you guys come back there, as well as if you're following any of our draft coverage, I have some great interviews that I'll be doing towards the end of the day today, dropping those with a couple of these prospects. So make sure you guys have all that. I think that, you know, rounds it out. Tyler, where can they find you and follow all your work? You can check us out Locked on Syracuse every single weekday, as well as on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. We're on YouTube as well. So subscribe to the show there and myself at Tyler, AKI underscore on Twitter. No doubt. Guys, come back tomorrow. Look forward to having Freestyle Friday with Jersey Drake, Candace Cooper, Tyler Aki. Until next.